Hello, everyone. My name is Dr. Michael Brown, and you are listening to Three Words, a bite-sized podcast about the simple and strategic choices that all of us can make in order to feel fully alive. And even during those times when you're feeling sad or emotionally down, or even as we talk about in today's episode, depressed. I'm here with my son, Dr. Justin Brown, who is obviously a doctor and a specialist and an expert in this realm of emotional well-being. And so our three words today are train your emotions. And as I listened to my son, not only did he offer advice and expertise and some really cool strategies to being able to lift your mood and to take you from a place of emotional challenge and difficulty to a place of emotional well-being and even the feeling of happiness, he shares his own story. He gets vulnerable and transparent and honest with his father, as well as with our viewers and listeners, about even how he has had to apply these very principles to his life in the last few days and weeks. It's a heartwarming episode, and I think you'll really find it meaningful personally into those whom you love who are struggling during this time in our lives. Listen in now. So Justin, as my oldest son... And obviously a doctor, it's really cool to have you in the podcast studio again, because you bring very unique insights and expertise to a lot of our conversations. So today's conversation is around these three words. Train your emotions. Train your emotions. Well, as you know, we talk a lot about the 12 dimensions of a person's life. And one of those dimensions is the emotional dimension. So I'm guessing we're going to frame a lot of our conversation within that dimension today. So why did you choose these three words? Yeah, so I love that we get to talk about in particular health and mental health, and we've done that in a few episodes so far. Address your addiction, stop weighing yourself, and now we're coming back with a conversation actually that was rooted in uh, a therapy for depression. So okay. this whole conversation is kind of related to this therapy method called behavioral activation. And I think it's unique because it it also can be talked about with kind of a life coaching twist. So I, I look forward to to being able to engage this as far as talking about how do we address emotions and take steps towards changing and training our emotions when when we're struggling with our emotions, but also how do we address lack of motivation? Okay. So that's the conversation today. Ooh, I'm excited because obviously when I talk about the emotional dimension, I'm I'm usually framing it within how do I manage and express a wide variety of emotions across the emotional spectrum. And and I like how you're going to kind of f- include this idea of training them and then also including motivation. Let's go. Sure. So let's start a little bit and talk about depression, Okay. Um, which is kind of where this idea of it's mm-hmm. called behavioral activation, where behavioral activation is used is in treatment for depression. So depression is a medical condition that is characterized by and defined by generally feeling down, but also an inability to enjoy the things that one would normally enjoy. And depression is very common. Um, As many as 10% of Americans in a given year experience uh, depression or a major depressive episode or major depressive disorder. And about 20% of Americans as well in their lifetime will experience and meet criteria for this medical diagnosis of depression. That is so sad. It is. Um, and, And I think one of the most difficult things about depression as a medical diagnosis and just a reality for so many people is that it's a cycle. When... When one is feeling down and depressed, they 
may not enjoy the things that they would normally enjoy as much. So they begin avoidance of those activities that they would normally enjoy. Um, you know, if I'm feeling down and depressed and I love to, um, to read books or listen to music, I'm actually going to stop doing those things. I'm going to stop engaging my friendships because I, I don't feel the joy and pleasure that I would feel from those normally. And then as I pull away from those enjoyable activities, Mm -hmm. then there's feeding into this cycle of, well, now I feel even less joy in my life. Um, as we dive even deeper into the depths of depression of now, I don't want to get out of bed because Mm -hmm. I'm stressed out. I am feeling guilty. I'm feeling hopeless. Um, and as we sleep in all day, as we're not eating as much, as we are avoiding these important relationships, as we're questioning the meaning and the value and the purpose of life, then we're pulling away from these important and meaningful and pleasurable activities. And it's this cycle of now I the, the responsibilities are building up and now I'm fatigued and now I'm having poor sleep behaviors. And it, it deepens and deepens and deepens through this cycle and this spiral of depression. I'm going to take this moment to pause because we've said a lot already, and it's appropriate, I think, to invite all of you to share this particular episode on emotional well-being with a friend or a family member who could really use it, and even subscribe to our podcast. Now back to our episode. But if you're feeling that, it's hard to just decide, I'm not going to feel that anymore. I'm going to overcome that and and get out of bed or begin to read like, there's got to be a strategy in place to be able to kind of work through those things. Absolutely. So that is actually what this concept of behavioral activation is. Okay. So um, depression is treated in in two major ways. It's with medications, therapy, or a combination of both. And the combination of both is, is the one that the evidence shows is mm-hmm. most effective. The type of therapy we use is called cognitive behavioral therapy, where it's mm-hmm. really focusing on what are the, the negative self-talk what are the negative thoughts that are contributing to this depression mm-hmm. into this um, medical, but also emotional state? Um, and how can we address and change and train ourselves and adjust some of those things? So within cognitive behavioral therapy, there's this idea of behavioral activation where I would say, I am feeling down. I'm feeling depressed. But even though I'm feeling down, I'm going to do the activities that I would normally do when I'm happy. And in doing those activities, it will actually, the neurochemistry in my brain will make myself become happy. Wow. Okay. And it's not this way of minimizing our emotions or ignoring our emotions. It feels almost a little bit like, oh, I'm just going to fake being happy. But actually in the same way that if I listen to a sad song or I watch a sad movie that I empathize and I begin to experience those emotions because of the way that our brain connects with specific activities and environments and contexts, that when we create those environments and those contexts that we would normally do when we have uplifting and positive emotions, that it could actually pull us out of our negative emotional state and entrain our emotions to be the more positive emotions that we are searching for and, and needing to get out of that cycle of depression. So the medical research and the science promotes the very things that you and I and our DMB coaching team and our podcast guests are always talking about in that we can make the next best choice and the outcome of that or the overflow of that or the after effect of that will be feeling more alive, mm-hmm. feeling better, feeling more whole, and 
to use your term, feeling happier. Totally. So this actually underscores the very thing to a medical science lens that we've been talking about a lot. Yeah. And and I think what is so empowering and freeing even about this this concept of behavioral activation is that if I'm feeling down and depressed, I don't need to wait until I'm feeling better. I don't need to wait to feel normal again before I start doing the things that I would normally do. And I actually, I can't choose the fact that I'm feeling really sad right now, that I can't choose those scenarios and those circumstances that have brought me in my neurochemistry of my mind to just feel down. But what I can do is I can take steps and I can make choices today that even if I'm not feeling mm-hmm. like, gosh, I, re- I really don't want to get out of bed today. I can choose to, you know what? I don't want to do this, but it's the healthy thing for me to do. And it is the thing that I would do if I were happy right. and it will actually make me happy. <laughs> it, not Maybe not today, but a week from now, two weeks from now, as I continue to do those things that are normally pleasurable for me, mm-hmm. I can begin to experience that joy in life yet again. Well, and this principle applies everywhere. So what maybe I'm not in a, a, a place where I'm feeling depressed, mm-hmm. but maybe I'm feeling a lack of motivation of or maybe course. I'm feeling like, you know, honestly, I just don't want to, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, I just don't feel like it. I can actually choose my way into feeling. I, similarly, I, I, I share often that I can't help what I'm feeling today. What I feel today is what I feel today. But while I cannot choose my feelings, I can choose my attitude. Mm-hmm. That attitude is different than feelings. But then you're taking it another step further. I can make choices in despite my feelings mm-hmm. that actually will create an enhancement of positive emotional feelings. Definitely. And I think, too, that when it comes to, you know, you you talk a lot about motivation. And as a life coach, mm. you can inspire, but you can't actually motivate others to do something. And I love what you have to say about motivation, Dad, where where you talk about motivation is this thing that that if we're waiting for us to be motivated, then we very well may never do the, the healthy things, the good things right. that, that we would do if we were feeling motivated. I recently heard it said that, uh, and I didn't say it, I, I picked it up somewhere and I can't remember exactly the source, but uh, treat motivation like you would someone who's late to dinner. Start without them. Mm-hmm. And this idea that you can make a choice and then the motivation might come later. It might be present at that same time. Mm-hmm. Just yesterday morning, I received a text message from an individual that said this, Dr. Brown, I woke up this morning knowing I should go to the gym, but I don't feel motivated to do so. What do I do about that? What did you tell them? Well, what was interesting is I had not an opportunity to respond huh? because I was speaking at another conference. Mm-hmm. But then what happened is I went down and the first floor of this conference center and in line at that Starbucks was that individual. Hmm. And I had the opportunity to actually engage in a conversation with him yeah. and said, you go and do it anyway. Anyways. Yes. And and he he said, that's exactly what I did. I said, so how are you Fantastic. feeling now? Yeah. And he said, better. I feel much better. better. So I always like to describe motivation as, it, it's wonderful when it's there, mm-hmm. but don't wait for it and it's don't expect it. It's not necessary. And yeah. it, it oftentimes in the context of depression, but also in, in the context of, of motivation and lack of motivation, that yeah, we don't have to wait for that to come. And we can actually choose to create more of that. That if Mm -hmm. I am that 5am alarm, when I had plans the last night, I was going to work out at 5am today. I can say, I'm not feeling it today, but I'm going to do it anyways. And it might be really hard that first 5am alarm 
to go get on my gym shorts and go down to my basement and hop on my Peloton, I, I can actually, it's going to be difficult perhaps. But once I'm on that, that exercise bike, or once I'm lifting those weights, it's not as hard. Well, I like how you frame that because you actually are honoring, like you said, you honor the emotions. Yes. You're not, you're not trying to stuff them. Mm -hmm. You're not trying to ignore them or dispel them. You're acknowledging them. This is hard. Yeah. This is frustrating. This feels scary. This feels whatever, fill in the blank, but I'm going to do it anyways. I'm guessing son in, in, in your work with clients and obviously even in medicine now as a doctor in residency, there's times where people say, but I, it's not that easy. Mm-hmm. It's so hard. Like, it sounds easy. We'll do it anyways. Yeah. But do you ever find that there's people who say, I, it's just too hard to do it anyways? Here, here's the beauty of it is that as we do it even once, the next time becomes easier. And I think so it is with this emotional context of of depression and anxiety and, and other mental health disorders that – as we take that first step, the first time that we do that thing that we wish felt pleasurable, we wish we felt motivated for, but we just, we don't feel it. Our emotions haven't caught up to that activity and to what our body is doing. The next time it gets easier and the next time it gets easier and the accumulation of those healthy choices will make us healthier. And it is it is a remarkably effective treatment for depression, but I think it's also an effective treatment for the lack of of motivation that so many of us often feel. That as I do things, as I empower myself, as I say, I'm gonna do this thing that I'm not motivated to do, even though I don't feel that way, it's yeah. almost like a challenge in a game of like, yes. I don't feel motivated, so I'm going to do the thing. Not not in spite of, but almost it, it can motivate us even more that I'm gonna do a hard thing that I don't feel motivated to do, and I'm gonna do it anyways, because I don't feel motivated and because I want to battle and fight against yes. that. Which is why I like the word that you chose. The active word is train mm-hmm. because we all understand what training is. We train so as to produce and yeah. like training isn't the game. If you're training for a sport, that's not the game. Right. It's preparation for the game. Sure. If you're training for a career change, that's not the career. It's the training and preparation for the career that the very word train presumes that I'm practicing. Right. That I'm, I'm learning, I'm growing, which means that I'm probably going to do some things that aren't the best. Right. There's times I'm going to make mistakes. It's not always going to go well, which I'm guessing you leave room for that in your description of this right. strategy yeah. that you can actually, some days will go better than others. Yeah. Some days will feel easier than mm-hmm. others. Some days you're like, wow, that was successful. And then another day it's like, wow, mm. that bombed. Right. But Part of it, and, and there's actually two other episodes when Three Words Podcast that are coming to mind as you're having this conversation with me. One is do it now. Mm-hmm. Don't wait to start that great thing until you feel it. Do it now. Mm-hmm. And then the second episode that comes to mind that we've obviously previously aired is never give up. Mm-hmm. See, so often we start something, but then it doesn't work in three days yeah. <laughs> or it doesn't work in seven days. So right. we're like, this isn't working. We need more time. Yeah. So do it now. Yeah. And never give up. Thank and, you for that. And you're promising. And I think the promise is is sincere. And it's and it's substantiated by science and and, and mm-hmm. research yeah. that as you make these choices, you will begin to feel better. Yeah. I, I want to pivot our conversation to take a more personal direction. Okay. So I, I initiated these three words with you quite some time ago. And I've been thinking about them as I've become aware mm-hmm. of this particular methodology in depression. But I don't think I realized when I I 
um, posed this idea and proposed these three words at the time that, that I actually would find myself in a place where I was feeling more frequently down. Hmm. And we haven't talked about this. I, I was waiting for this conversation to do it organically, but I, I, I have found myself over these past few weeks struggling with this mood that is of a lower quality hmm. than I would normally want to be the case for my life. And it, it's hard to pinpoint what is the cause of this? Um, is it the colder weather? Is it the lack of sunshine? Is it the longer hours? Maybe it's working in the context of an underappreciated profession in healthcare in the context of a, of a global pandemic. Um, maybe it's insecurity about my inability to care for patients in the way that I want for them to be cared for. Um, maybe it's the lack of time and margin and, and some of these work-life balance that I'm trying to build into. But I, I find myself recently and at times struggling with, I feel sad today and I don't know why. And I'm trying to do things that would are my normal things, but I don't have the energy and I don't want to do those things. So the specifically as I've thought about this behavioral activation methodology and this practice, the two things that I feel like for me are those things that even when I don't feel like it, that I've identified these are these have to be essential for me in my well-being is that even if I'm not feeling it every day, I want to do some physical activity. I know it's healthy for me um, physically, but also emotionally. And secondly, is to engage in some of those meditative and reflective spiritual practices and rhythms that that those are the things that that even if in the moment it's hard to work out, it's hard to say, I'm going to turn down the music on this drive or I'm going to turn off this podcast and I'm going to pray. I'm going to reflect and think and listen that those are actually the things that as, as I've been wrestling this low mood, this struggling to feel as much joy in life, maybe as I've been wanting to recently, that I can choose to make those things essential mm. and say, I'm not going to compromise these things for the sake of, as I continue to do those things, that it will make me more whole and it will make me more alive even if it takes a little longer for my emotions to catch up to what my body is doing. I appreciate your transparency, son, in sharing those things. Obviously, uh, we're talking about them for the first time here on camera, but I think it's also really good for our viewers and listeners who know us personally, but also maybe are connected to our family or have even heard us speak at conferences or been coached by us to realize that the things that we talk about, we have to apply in our own lives as well. Right. I think in fact, recently someone said to me, it seems so easy for you hmm. to uh, to leave, live these things out. And I can't imagine you ever struggling. And I, and I never want to promote that idea or even present that to our viewers or listeners that even as life coaches, even as doctors and therapists and counselors and so forth, like we are, we have to look in the mirror every single day and, and apply these same principles. Son, you know, there's days I wake up, I don't feel like doing certain things. Yeah. And there's days I wake up that I'm not wanting to follow through with the plan, mm. which is one of the reasons that, you know, episode 71, I design my days yeah. because I have to put into, pra I have to put into place the choices mm -hmm. and the rhythms and the routines, knowing full well that there's going to be days or hours where I'm like, 
I'm not, not wanting feeling. to do that. I'm not feeling it. Yeah. And again, so often, um, if we go even back to the very first episode of Three Words Podcast, mm-hmm. the very first three words was delay immediate gratification. It is so hard for me. It is so hard for you. Everyone I interact with it is hard to do the hard thing mm-hmm. when we're not feeling it. Mm-hmm. Or phrase this way, it's hard to do the hard thing when life is hard. Yeah. <laughs> but it yet is. it's the very thing, as you said, the essential thing. So I'm guessing that's your challenge for our viewers and our listeners today as you wrap up is what are those essential building blocks? Of course. Um, would you have the final word and share with our viewers Gladly. and listeners? Okay. So, so as I turn to our audience, those who are listening and viewing us today, what is it that is essential for you in your life, for your well-being? What is it essential for you to do every day and every week for you to be well? even when you don't feel like it? What does it look like to to make a list of those activities that you consider most pleasurable? What does it look like to have an activity menu that when you're feeling down, when you're feeling depressed, when you're not experiencing as much joy as you once used to, that you can look through that menu and say, I'm gonna do this today, even though I don't feel it, and I will trust that the accumulation of that choice will help me to feel better. I would encourage our viewers to, to, when you've done something hard, to reward yourself with a simple pleasure, whether it's a little piece of chocolate or a, a nice cup of coffee with a little extra creamer, um, a phone call to a friend, a few pages read of a book. I would encourage our viewers that, that they would talk to their friends and family um, and say, I'm feeling down. I'm feeling unmotivated. Here are the things that I'm doing to address that. And finally, I would encourage our viewers that as they're engaging in these types of conversations and wrestling with these these various challenges in the emotional as well as other dimensions of life, that they would even talk to a medical professional, a healthcare provider, or a mental health specialist to help them to do these things well. But for all of us, that even when it's hard, each of us have the power and the ability to train our emotions. For life coaching, consulting services, or to hire a keynote speaker, please visit dmbcoaching.com.